Hi, I'm Jay John. Welcome to Facing the Canon. I'm delighted to welcome today the CEO of God TV, Ward Simpson. Ward Simpson, it is an absolute delight to welcome you to Facing the Canon. I'm so privileged to be here with you today. Thank you. Well, we feel honored. You're the CEO of God TV, and we'll talk about that later. But Ward, where were you born and where did you grow up? I was born in Barbados. In, here in the UK, we say the West Indies. Some people call it the Caribbean. In America, they say the Caribbean, but Barbados. There's a little story about you not wanting to go to school because you're a little bit afraid about going to school. Yeah. And uh, your father gave you some very interesting advice. I didn't know you, you knew that story. Yeah, I was petrified at school. I would get there and see all the math problems on the board and I'd just have a meltdown. And I don't know, I just, I never liked school. And... Um, some people say, you know, you go to school for long, but not often. <laughs> yes. so, but I actually ran home from school. And, uh, but my dad, he, he was smart. He used wisdom. And uh, God gave him the wisdom in this case. And he, he diffused the situation by removing the pressure. And he was like, son, you don't like school. I don't like school either. Come to work with me today. How old you were? Yeah, I was probably 10. 10. And yeah. he goes, come to work yeah, with come me to work today. With me. So he took me to work and by halfway through work, I was ready for school. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, no, let me get to school here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, over a period of time, I got over my, my fear of school. You did go to school. You finished school. What yeah. did you then go into after that? I never went to college, so I left what we, in America we say high school, here in England, what, what do we say, we left secondary school? Yes. And I went straight to work for my dad. I didn't look back, I wasn't interested in any more school, and I started working with my dad in the automobile business. Um, during summers and vacations I would work with him, I started as a gas attendant pumping gas. I worked in the service department, the sales department, the parts department, the accounting department. I worked right through the whole company until later on in life, you know, I, I was running the business for him. So, but I had that great experience to work in every department and know all the details, which is absolutely which is really helpful. <laughs> yeah, it is very, very helpful, isn't it? Yeah. When you look back, yeah. all, the, all the little lessons that you learned. Yeah. Very good. I remember, let me tell you this quick story. Yeah. I remember when I worked in the parts department, we were selling a car at the time called Skoda, which you'd be familiar oh, with. Oh, yes. And in those days, it was built in Czechoslovakia. It was, that was what we would call Czech, not Czech Republic, Czechoslovakia. And I had a customer one day just cussing up a storm because we didn't have this part in stock. And he wanted me to take it off a new car and give it to him. I said I couldn't do that. And he was embarrassing me in front of all these other customers. I was just a kid. And finally, I had enough. I said, sir, I'll make a deal with you. These parts come from Czechoslovakia. If you can spell that, I will give you one part free of charge. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and what was the outcome? Oh, he left in a, in a bad mood. <laughs> so he probably complained to my dad. No, but you. But it's, we need to have a good sense of humor, don't we, Ward? Yeah, we do, man. It's we very do. important. Now, what about your faith? You grew up in a Christian home. My my mother, she, her first child um, was twins, and one died at birth, which led her to the Lord. At that, up to that point, she wasn't serving God, but that, that turmoil, that, that pain, led her to God. Thank you, 
Jesus, you know, Thank you, even, Jesus. In, even in pain. Yeah, and what's good about is that that scripture came to my mind, lean not on your own understanding. Mm -hmm. And I think in those situations, we're trying to figure it all out, yeah. but actually lean on God. Yeah. Yeah, so she did that. Well, yeah, I mean, she didn't lean on him, she looked for him. Looked for him. You know, because she, she, she never knew him, she knew about him, and at this point, you know, and that's why... As Christians, can you imagine living without God? Yeah. Living without Jesus? Like, what would we do? How would we, if there was no Jesus? I mean, what? oh my gosh. Anyway, that's how she found the Lord in her life. And then my dad followed suit. So then they dragged me off to church and all the kids from the age of about 11 or 12 or so. And then, but for you, as you grew up, was there a time when you what we would say, you surrendered your life to Jesus and said, I'm I following. did it a number of times, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. And sorry for those of you watching at home to know this, but, you know, I lived a roller coaster life. I backslid quite often. Um, you know, there were times I was really committed, and then other times I was just lost. And I remember when I got married to Lydia, she married me thinking I was a Christian. And, you know, because I said I was, but I wasn't really. And uh, when we got married, she was like, wait a minute, you're not, you're not a Christian like you should be. And um, it was at that point, I think I was like 20 years old, where I had an experience with God that just uh, transformed my life. It was amazing. Yeah, radically transformed you. Yeah, and then the Brownsville Revival, which we may talk about, that yes. then was the next, next tipping point. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about the Brownsville yeah. Revival. What was the Brownsville Revival? So... At the age of, I think I was, uh, well, it was in 1990, 1996. Yes. I was now fully immersed in my dad's business. I was traveling the world for him. I was running the everything at home domestically, but then traveling. And it took a toll on my life. It really did. And the more I got involved with business, the further I drifted from God. Something had to give. What, do I read the new manual or do I read my Bible? Yep. Do, do I meet with this vendor or this customer or this manufacturer or do I meet with Jesus, you know? And unfortunately, um, business always trumped or triumphed, yes. unfortunately. And, and I went to my wife and I said, sweetie, I need help, man. I am backslidden. My heart has gone cold. And uh, I'll tell you what, if you don't mind, Jay John, just yes. speak to your audience. Friends, you know, Please. the best thing you could do when you're feeling backslidden, lukewarm, cold just admit it because the only important person that you think that needs to know is God and he already knows you can hide it from your wife your husband your children your friends but God knows already and JJ and I went to yes. my wife and I said honey I am I am backslidden and I just need a touch from God and she said well I'm sad about that but I'm also glad because I want you to take me to the Brownsville revival yeah and I but, said well but, but what was so good about that ward is that you confession is very important yes and yeah. there's no point hiding something you know is true yeah so you knew you needed help but that's what we do as people as humans we hide things we mask things there are people walking around um, that work with us that go to school with us that play with us we have no idea they're suicidal depressed down anxious because they hide it all they mask it all, and I want to encourage them to take that mask off. 
Absolutely. So anyway, she said, take me to the Brownsville Revival. So I said, well, first of all, what's a revival? Yes. And second of all, where's Brownsville? <laughs> so, you know, that was in Pensacola, Florida. There was a move of God taking place there. The evangelist Steve Hill that had a touch of God in his life here in England. And yes, at HTB. Exactly. That's right. And that's so it. So thanks to, thanks to here, right here in England, um, we had that revival in America that spread across the whole of America. There was no internet in those days. There was no marketing, advertising, no social media. How did we hear about it? Word of mouth. People from all over the world would come to this revival in Pensacola, Florida, a, a seaside town that took forever to get to. Right? I know. I went. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so I don't know how you heard about it, but all I'm saying is that it was supernatural. It and was. you would get there, and there were lines to get in that building from 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It was... So go on, what was your first thing experience of going there with Lydia? You know, we went there, um, we got into the building because we were international and thankfully they, they allowed international guests in and a lot of people ended up in an overflow building. But we were there in maybe the first 10 rows and people next to me were all nice and, you know, where are you from, who are you? I said, oh yeah, and I put on the show, you know. Um, worship started and it was, it was okay. Worship was all right. It was, I'd experienced that before, but then the preaching came. Yes. And um, I thought the man was preaching only to me, which was the supernatural part. Everybody in the room felt the same way. Of course. I remember that scripture to this day, and it's back in 1996, 1 Peter 3.12, he said, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, his ears attend to their cry, but his face is against those that do evil. And then he would look, I'll do it. He would look right at me. And he was looking at everybody. And he was like, do you want the face of God against you? And I was like, no. No, no, no. So, no, no, I surrender right now. So that, that was it. And um, he, he made the altar call and I went. I went forward and I said, my Lord, here I am again. And I haven't looked back since that yeah. day. Praise God. So uh, like a total surrender. Yeah, a transformation. I mean, when you experience the presence, the power of God, when you are revived, look, there's certain stages we have, you know, there's refreshing, there's renewal, yes. there's revival, there's awakening. Revival is bringing back life from the dead. Yes. I was dead. I came back to life. Now, do I need refreshing at times? Yes. Yes. Do I need renewing at times? Yes. And do we need to repent at times? Yes. Every day. Yes, <laughs> of course. But obviously that dramatically... Yeah. Yeah. renewed you, changed you. Changed me forever, forever. And what did that lead you into then? What happened was then we went home, but then we were so hungry for more of God. And we weren't experiencing it at home that we would go back. We would visit again and again and again. And then when I got back home, I'd be miserable till I went again. And, and then I was like, oh, Jesus, what is happening here? You know, I feel like I need to move there, but you don't move there for church. That's... You know, what am I going to do with my life? My, you know, I was like, anyway, they, all of a sudden they, they announced the Bible school. One time we were there and I looked at my wife and she looked at me and we didn't say anything. But when we got home, I said to her, I said, honey, I really think I need to go to that Bible school <laughs> yes. for a little while. And she said, I knew you were going to say it. Yes. And I went to my dad and I said, dad, would you give me two years off of the business? Yeah to go to Bible school because what I've experienced, I don't want to go back. I don't want to backslide again. What did your dad say? He was good and he, he was really good. And he said, 
He just said absolutely because he would never get in the way no, of the of, will of God. Of the will of God. Right? Because he's like Jonah. He would know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to make sure I'm following that path. He didn't want me working for him if God's calling sure. me there, you know? But that was a big <laughs> ask though, too. It years. was a big ask. And um and when we when we left J. John, yeah. this may be a good story to tell yes. um, for our audience. Remember, I I left culture, country, uh, currency. Yeah. Um, no friends, no family, no job, no nothing, no credit. You move to America. I don't know how it is in England, but you move yes. to America. You don't have credit. You don't yes. have anything. No. You know? And um, but we knew we were to go. We were packed. Um, my my oldest child was now turning eleven, and in 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 Barbados we had the British system of education. Yes. So he was about to sit the eleven plus. We call yes. it. I don't know what we call it. Here That's now, right. But, right. And, and that was crucial in his life. And if he missed that, you know, we came back two years later. But anyway, um, we decided to go. We were packed. And a week before, I am scared. I'm nervous. And I go, Lord, I am so scared right now. I am so nervous to take my family into this foreign land with nothing. And uh, I said, if you would just send an angel ahead of me you know I just said that right and then I went on about my business then I left the house and went onto the beach my dad lives on this cliff overlooking yes. the ocean we went down I sat there for about an hour just looking out to the all of a sudden this kid came up to me he said Mr. Simpson I said yes and he said you don't know me my name is Michael my mother works at the hotel she's a, a waitress but the Lord told me to give you the scripture and I was like, okay and he gave me a scripture from Exodus I said, thank you, and, and he left. I didn't even pay any mind. And it wasn't until a couple of hours later, I went back to the house and I said, you know what, let me check that scripture. Yes. And when I opened the Bible and turned to that scripture in Exodus, this is what the scripture said, Behold, I'm sending an angel before you to lead yes. you to the place that I have prepared for you. Huh? Wasn't that a hallelujah? <laughs> Talk about, hey, that's coincidence come on god incidents exactly man. amazing so god led god directed and friend maybe today you're watching and you're not sure where you're going but god leads and god directs and god will show you the way yeah and I, that's why i had to you got to forgive me for looking at the camera like that. oh that's what I do, no so. ward absolutely <laughs> but it's so true but but ward the lord guides our steps Amen. and he guides our stops and he, he guided you to stop working mm -hmm. and he guided your steps Man, to the I like school. And I think that. that's important. And, and actually, we need to pray that every day. Lord, yeah. guide my steps, Amen. but guide my stops. Amen. So you did, you did the Bible school. Yeah. As you look back, yeah. how was it? I mean, during the Bible school, it was amazing. When I look back on it, I go, uh, you know. But during the time, it was, it was life changing. Um, you look back, you know, it's... But listen, I, if I had to do it all over again, we would do it again. Yeah, it, right? was, a, it was a season. Yeah, I had to but go I, through that. And I think sometimes, you know, like the bow and the arrow, you have to pull the bow back yeah. and the arrow back mm. for it to go further forward. Right. And I think That's sometimes good. when we're going through these situations, we don't realize that God's pulled us back right. so that we can sharpen the arrowhead yeah. so that we can go further forward. Right. We don't often like it, do we? Yeah, but in I, hindsight, you yeah. look back and think, actually, yeah. God pulled you back for two years. Yeah. 
only so that you can go further forward. That's good. I like you know. That. Really? So what did you do after the Bible school? Well, after the two years, then the school grew, grew from 100 to 1,000. And the president of the school at the time, you know him, Dr. Brown, Michael yes. Brown, he said, he said, Wardman, with your business understanding the skills, would you stay on and help me a little bit? Because this, we, the administration <laughs> of it. And I was like, you know, let me, let me think about it for a bit. And, and um, so, yeah, so we stayed on. And, you know, for a year, for a year, for a year. And long story short, you know, we left for two years and it's been 25 and we haven't got back yet. So. <laughs> and, and with the blessing of your family. Yeah, oh yeah. And I know, which is so important. All right, so the story of God TV. Yeah. When did you start getting involved with God TV? You know, I didn't know anything about God TV. My son, my oldest son was doing some consultancy work for them. I don't even know how he got involved in that. But um, through a series of events, the chairman of the board had called me to say it was going through some difficulties and would I be interested in coming to help? And I was, I don't know anything about media. You got the wrong guy. And they were like, no, no, we've been praying. You know, That went for a whole year. You know, and finally I was like, Lord, is this really you? I don't know anything about media. And I felt the Lord say to me, yes, it is me. And you don't have to know anything about media. I'll send you the people to help you. I just need you to be faithful and obedient. And I'll take care of the rest. And that, I think, was back in 2016 or somewhere. Yes. And that started the journey. And, you know, it probably took another year before, you know, we even got, you know, fully immersed in it. But that was a whole roller coaster um, journey. Absolutely, right there. absolutely, uh, yeah. And just getting your head around it, right? And um, I'll tell you a good story. Go on. So I'm at lunch with Reinhard Bonnke. Yes. There oh, was there was about ten I, of us. I loved around him. this table, right? So he said, "No, this what's important is that I am really seeking God for God TV. What's my role? How do I get involved?" There's issues at hand. I've got to deal with certain things. There's people. There's personalities. I don't want to push. God, you know, it has to flow. It's got to be gentle. Um, and, you know, at the time, Wendy was really struggling. It was hard for her going through that divorce. And she was tender. So I had to be really careful in how I'm approaching the whole thing and loving on her as well. And, you know, so not pushing. Just waiting for her to, you know, open doors or say, long story short. Yeah, and this is Wendy who was running yeah. the... Wendy and Rory who founded it. Who founded know? it, yes. Yeah. Rory had already left. He, I've never met him. Yes. Um, so Wendy was the one I dealt with on the board. So, And she was ready to move on to doing movies and stuff. And she. Yes. So anyway, but still, it, it took timing. And it took God's timing, right? Because if God was in it, I needed God to be in it. I'm not pushing, right? So I'm um, at lunch with Reinhardt and this, this group of people and he's sitting here, I'm here and he says, Ward, how are things progressing with God TV? And I go, Reinhardt, uh, one step at a time, I'm trying not to get ahead of God. Yes. And when I said that, I mean, I thought that was a good answer, right? But when I said that, I mean, no, we're good friends. Yes. My dad was on, his, on his board. Yes. Even still. But when I said that, Reinhardt got his hand and he bammed on the table, all this silverware Right. And he said, Ward, so many people tell me they don't want to run faster than God, but who can run faster than God? 
<laughs> you know, I was like, oh man. <laughs> and uh, it sounded good, but it didn't move me. It didn't shake me because I knew that I knew that I knew that I was in God's will and I was following his path. And that's a good lesson for those watching as well Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. This is true. You've got to do it. You've got to do your part. You know, God's not, you know, going to push you through things. You've got to get up and go. But on the other hand, timing is so important in life. Absolutely. I'm reminded, Ward, that uh, in the book of Genesis, God walked in the garden. Throughout the Gospels, the Son of God walked. In the whole Bible, God only ever walks except one place when he runs. He Mm. only ran once in the Bible and he ran towards the prodigal. Wow. So God's nice. pace is actually walking wow. unless it involves prodigals. Come on, man. That which is, is so good. Encouraging, yeah, no. isn't that it? Is so so I think it's wow. keeping in step with the spirit. And yeah. I think that's what you were saying. Yeah. I just want to keep in step with the spirit. Yes. But it's like, come on. I'll tell you another good story if you want to hear one too. Of course. I'm not sure how much time we have, but leading up to the God TV thing, I had moved to America, moved to Pensacola. I wanted to be in the ministry. I'd gone through Bible school. I was working with John Kilpatrick at yes. his church. I had my own car business in Pensacola. I was the men's director. I was doing things, but I was not fulfilled. And, uh, you know, maybe there are people watching right now. They don't have this I fulfillment, know. right? Yeah. And fulfillment is important. Absolutely. And I, I cried out to God. I said, God, look, I am not feeling fulfilled. If this is what you have for me, then I'm in 100%. If this is your will for my life, I say yes to you. But for the record, (laughs) I'm not fulfilled. (laughs) And then I went probably for a month to six weeks, every day crying out to God for more of Him. And I would say, Lord, I want the gifts of Your Spirit. I want to preach. I want to pray for the sick. You know, I want to see miracles. And I would just pray and pray and pray. And And I'm genuinely praying. I am crying. I am praying. Every day I am praying. And one day, about six weeks into it, I am crying out to God and He stops me in my tracks. And He says, Ward, the things you want to do for me, and this is before God TV, the things you want to do for me, why do you want to do them? Yeah. And I was like, Lord, is that you? I mean, it has to be you, unless I'm having this conversation with myself. It's amazing. <laughs> I was like, but where did that come from? I didn't hear an audible voice. It was in my spirit. The things you want to do for me, why do you want to do them? Yes. And I said, Lord, what? Now, I knew that whenever God asks a question, He already knows the answer. So I was like, Lord, why are you asking me this? He said, son, the people that you want to preach to and see them run to the altar and give their lives to me, why? Because your heart breaks for the lost or because you want people to say you're a great preacher? The people you want to pray for and see healed, why? Because you have compassion for the sick or you want people to say you are a powerful man of God? And I, I began to cry. I began to weep. And I said, Lord, I, I thought I was pure in my motives. You know my heart. But now that you ask me, is there anything wrong in wanting people to think I'm a good preacher? And he says, no. I want people to say you're a good preacher too. But I want you to understand that your heart, the Bible says, is wicked, is deceitful. Yeah. And what I want you to do, Ward, is I want to make sure that your motivation is always right. So you've got to check your heart. Everything you do and say and think flows from your heart. 
So if you get your heart right, I'm going to lead you into what I have for you. Yeah. And so even to this day, even now before I come here, I have to ask myself, yes. what's the motivation? Yes. Why do I do the things I do? Absolutely, Ward. Yeah, the, the, uh, one of the Beatitudes, the pure shall see God. The word pure in Greek is gatharos, and the root word of that word means no mixed motives. Wow. Well, and it's true. Well, no mixed motives. Well, pure heart. Man. I just want to serve you, Lord, isn't it? Amen. Amen. And, and you know what? Love and God, God does the rest. And, and listen, for the record, just so you know, my heart's impure many times. My motivations are wrong many times. But yeah. then God checks me and reminds me and I repent quickly. And I go, Lord, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I said that to make myself look good. I am so sorry, Lord, <laughs> yes. you know? I know. So, I yeah, do. so we're all human and we've we're made mistakes, right? Absolutely. And also, you, you mentioned earlier on about fulfillment, yeah. uh, using another word, contentment. What is That's contentment? Good. That's good. Is being in the will of God. Amen. If you're in the will of God, you'll be content. Amen. And I listen, know. And listen, friend, God's given you gifts and talents. He's given us all gifts and talents to be used right where you're at, whether you're a housewife, whether you're at school, work, or play, God's given you a gift and God's given you a talent. Use it. Use whatever He's given you and then it'll continue to grow maybe or, trans, or, or transform or, uh, yeah. or whatever the word is, transition. <laughs> I, I, I'm reminded of the great missionary William Carey and he had a motto and his motto, Ward, was expect great things from God, yeah. attempt great things for God. Amen. And, you know, as I think of you and God TV, it's like God entrusted this to you to be a guardian. And you have expected great things from God. And it's been wonderful to see how you've attempted great things for God. And, uh, and I feel honoured to be a teeny little breadcrumb uh, within everything that's happening. But if you had to just remind us, like in, in a, one minute, right, what is God TV accomplishing now? God TV has given me the most fulfilment I could ever imagine. Even right now as we're filming, when I'm sleeping, when I'm at work, at home, at play, if I'm in a bad mood, good mood, no mood, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is being shared with hundreds of millions of people around the world. Right now, even though you and I are having an interview, right now somebody is being touched by the yes. power of God. Yes. Media is so powerful. The, the, the message is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The method is media. Yes. And that is my highest privilege and highest honor to be able to, to just partner with ministries like yourself. And Ken and John, I salute you today. All of us thank at you. God TV, we honor you. you. We hold you in highest regard. We bless you and we thank God for you. <laughs> well, Ward, that was very, very kind of you to say that. Thank you very much. And Ward, we really appreciate you and your team and God TV. And pray that prayer that Jabez prayed, that the Lord will continue to bless you, that he will continue to widen your influence and that God's hand will continue to be with you and protect you from harm and evil. Amen. Ward, thank you so much for joining us on Facing the Canon. My pleasure. God bless you. Thank you. Wow. How inspiring was that?
he's a tonic, really is. And I hope that's inspired you and encouraged you and infused in you a little bit more faith, hope and love. Thank you so much for joining us on Facing the Canon. Please join us again. You've been listening to the J. John Podcast. To find out more about J. John's ministry, visit www.canonjjohn.com and follow him on social media. One doctor developed the world's first vaccine. One civil rights activist helped to end racial segregation in the USA. One botanist developed new farming practices supporting impoverished farmers. One former slave escorted 300 others to freedom. One watchmaker saved the lives of 800 Jews and refugees during World War II. One politician persisted to see slavery legally abolished in the UK. Faith, love, generosity, sacrifice, perseverance. Heroes of the Faith, the new coffee table book by J. John. Available now at canonjjohn.com.